0: Man up, y'all. Better man up, y'all. Better man up. Better stand up. Put
1: them hands
0: up. Better man up. Better
2: man up. Better stand up. Put them hands up. Better man up. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. Man up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Man Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. And with me today are my co-hosts. To my right, I have Alan Porch Daddy, a.k.a. the Pod Father Aldridge. And to my left, we are blessed with the presence of the Armadillo Wrangler himself, Wesley Dunham. What's Yo. up, fellas? How are y'all doing today? Good. I'm excited to be here. We had some fights last night. Had BJ and Randy. How'd oh, that go? We're good, man. BJ, so BJ goes in there. Can, can we pull up BJ's fight? Can we pull it up on Facebook? It's on that Slice Fight Network. It's look. on there. It's on there. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even maybe share it to you. Just um, it, over there. it was funny because BJ <laughs> goes in there and fights this dude named Rod Thomas. And, and if you were a bet man. But,
0: but on the TV, it was Rod Thomas versus. At
2: first. They fixed uh, it. They fixed it. So, BJ's fighting Rod Thomas. And, uh, you know, it's one of those fights where if it's a physique contest, if you're betting on who looks the toughest, you giving it to Rod Thomas.
1: Dude was swole.
2: He was jacked. <laughs> if it was if it's a physique contest, it was uh send it to him. It, w- it was that's it right there. Um and it's all the way at the end. Yeah. He's the last one because he's the last prelim. He, he was the last free fight. Um So he he fought uh he fought Rod Thomas and Rod looked mean boy. And and that's him right that's there. It, yep. Uh BJ came in there and, and, and lost the physique contest for sure What's up Ben Hardy Ben Hardy. What's up brother It's a party now uh, And those are my favorite fights man Like Watching like Ben Paris when he fought Bobby Steiner Here in Columbus back years ago when you,
1: The ones where everybody judges it by the cover by, You look yeah. at the looks yeah.
2: like I, I don't know if y'all remember that fight Ben Big Tuna Paris fought Bobby Steiner Before we talk about, about this fight Bobby Steiner was a strength and conditioning coach at State mm-hmm. Dak Prescott was at this fight actually uh, back in the day, here in Columbus. Oh, that was here in Columbus, right? Yep, yeah, okay. It was here yeah. in Columbus. Yeah. and uh, and and Dak Prescott was there. He was he had just came mm-hmm. to uh, to Mississippi State. He was like a freshman or a sophomore. wasn't we even playing yet. Um, and he had uh, we had a uh, um, big tuna fight. Bobby Steiner. Bobby Steiner was one of the strength and condition coaches. And every it looked like Bobby was going to eat Ben. It looked like he was just gonna eat him. They didn't they were gonna fight. It like Bobby was just gonna eat him and that was gonna be the end of it. <laughs> and then Ben Parrish beat that ass like he stole something. I'm talking about slap knots on his head faster than he could rub them. Okay. He he put a pop knot on that boy's head so big he could have used it as a trailer hitch <laughs> and uh just smoked him in the first round. And you just saw like all the Mississippi I love State the people. Right there. I appreciate it. You saw all the Mississippi State people there. Their energy they just, just dropped. rolled. You know, you kind of fight. feel
0: that in, uh, I mean, hell, it's probably like that in any sport event, but like football games or even fight events, dude. Like when something, a momentum shifter happens like that and the air feel just it. gets mm. sucked out of the room. Yeah.
2: Or it, well, it just moves. Yeah. It gets sucked out of the room for half of it, but it got sucked in the room for the rest of us who yeah. I was there yeah. to watch Ben, Yeah. You know, so let's pull that up. We got Rod Thomas. It says Rod Thomas versus Rod Thomas, but it's Rod Thomas versus BJ Williams. BJ's one of our guys, and BJ. Not talking trash, but he does not have exactly an impressive looking physique. You know, it's not bad. Thank you, Jake. It's not bad. What was but what not, is it two hundred five? Right, This is two hundred five pounds. Four minutes apart from each other, uh, about a split second. Loud blast. So anyway, if y'all couldn't hear it, I apologize, <laughs> but it was a good time, man. Randy went out there. You know, forty-seven years old, made his kickboxing debut, and uh, I mean, that's a that's a that's a warrior right there to get in there at forty-seven, 47 years yeah. old. And put it down he lost the decision but you know at 47 years old to go in there and, yeah. and handle the business
0: especially if it's something that you wanted to do
2: yeah he's been trying to talk me into it forever he's been uh, spent a year trying to talk me into letting him fight and truthfully i would have he should have fought probably like mma honestly because his jiu is a lot better than a strike is
1: he interested in that has he said anything about we that? talked
2: about it last night really? yeah and i was like man let's do some boxing let's do something Phil said he didn't hear a word, we said we gotta get this audio figured out, brother So So that whole thing, we just talked for no reason (laughs) For no reason, alright
0: Hey, shut it down, let's start over
2: (laughs) (laughs) Too late now, we live, baby It's after four, I'm gonna take this hoodie off Y'all, I decided not to even try today I rolled up. I got the, I got the sweatpants on. I got the
0: t-shirt on. I did the same thing. I thought I he was. I thought he was about to hit show of another shot. Another
2: we didn't shot. get
1: home till late, so yeah, know, I'm, I'll say this, and I said it last night. One
2: o'clock.
0: I'm a huge fan of starting the fights earlier, like that.
2: They started the fights at six, and that was a nice change of pace.
0: For sure. That's what a lot of people were saying about the UFC event last night. They liked uh, how quick it started. Like. Like a lot of people that was watching it last night, they were like, with the exception of like college football, a Saturday night UFC event mm-hmm. should always be at that time. Well,
1: you have time to enjoy the event, and then you have time to enjoy your evening also. Right? You know? Yeah, it's nice. If they start at seven, if they start at seven, usually we usually start, start at seven t- yeah. then you thirty. Then you, know. yeah. and
2: that's your night. That's, right. That's what you're doing. Right. Which <laughs> right. I mean, it's fine because that's even if they start at six, that's what you're doing because you're probably not going to get out of there till nine or ten. But that's a whole lot different than getting out at ten, eleven, or twelve. Yeah, because yeah.
0: then what your eating option? You go in the huddle or Waffle House, uh, right? And
2: that's what we did. We went to IHOP, and that's what we always do. It was bussing. It was. It blood. was bussing. Now, it was busting. i I'm a. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big IHOP fan.
1: Oh, I was pleased.
2: I ain't gonna lie. I'm a big IHOP fan. I've been going to IHOP after fights. Uh, ben said we heard here heard two wor- like it was stupid two loud. words. We said the video audio was stupid loud. Huh. You should have just muted it on the on the. Uh, On the TV But sorry about that everybody
0: Our commentary was uh, Do you remember from Step Brothers When uh, Brennan came out To do a song at the talent show And everyone in the crowd Even some of the nasty Mm -hmm. parents were screaming Brennan Brennan has has a mangina Brennan has has a mangina
2: Brennan has a mangina And then you had that old guy (laughs) Really man. <laughs> Getting really into it. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. That's good. That's a great movie. Yeah. So uh, a lot of stuff he, going and on. And he
0: came out and did "Ice Ice Baby" and just stole the show.
2: It's a great song. Great song. Great song.
0: One hundred percent. I mean,
2: song. it's a great song. And He won the competition. Um, a lot of good big stuff going on though, man. We got a, uh, you know, within the next few 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 days, we have two we have two former. Uh, participants on the show that have fights coming up in March. Plus, we got four guys fighting in March, all on the same night. Got Alan Belcher fighting Junior Santos for the Bare Knuckle MMA heavyweight title. He's what been the, on the show the several 11? times. That's on the second, same night as our second. fights. Okay, same yeah. exact night. Eric Anders fighting in UFC, same night as our fights. Then we got four guys fighting in Tupelo that oh, night. Damn, that's a busy night. So that night, we just yeah, I mean, we just not going to be to watch Eric and, and Alan. I might buy the game bread pay-per-view and watch it the next day. Mm. You know, and just stay off social media.
1: Well, he's the main event,
2: though. Yeah. I will most Maybe. likely be
1: done with our fights, by then.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. He's yeah. also going to be in Eastern Time. Is this in Tupelo? Yeah. yeah. Our fights are in Tupelo at the furniture market. All right. Um, and all of our guys should fight early.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be there
2: it. super late. So, um, but, you know, having two people that have both been on the show, Alan and Eric, both fighting that night. Yeah, uh, yeah we appreciate it, Ben. Ben Hart says no criticism of you, Mo, just trying to be helpful. Yeah, we appreciate it. We uh so everybody, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on the audio, we might want to cut this that for the audio. Like the, the
0: you're not gonna benefit from it anyway. Right.
2: You're not gonna watch the video anyway. So we might want to just cut that from the audio before we post it. You guys got anything? What, what y'all got going on? What's uh It's been an interesting week of like as far as like where
0: we're at as a country, where we're at in the world, uh like, that's one thing. March that, 2nd, Ben Hardy. Like, this this point of history that we're currently living in right now, I think we're in a fog of war. Like, uh, there is a lot of tension between Texas and the federal government right now. Oh, I'm here for that. Uh, even I mean, half of the states have sided with Texas. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the feds.
1: Some of them are sending troops, aren't they? I know Florida, uh, Florida, has, and they're sending yeah. the second go round of troops. And the thing
0: there. you have to pay attention to is like this is the Florida State Guard. So like this ain't like National Guard to where uh, the Biden administration can, can shut it down. Can shut it down. Yeah. Like this is this is under well, He's sending summits. state
1: troopers over there too, wouldn't he? That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And then also fog of war with what's going on in the Middle East. I mean, tensions are building up, not only between the Israel-Palestine, but you also have Libya, Syria, Iraq, yeah. Iran, Afghanistan. I mean, everything is heating up.
2: I just yeah. asked if Randy got the win. Randy lost by decision last night. Yeah. So so we, we, we didn't have the video to show on that one yet, but Randy lost by decision. Sorry, go ahead, Alan.
1: Yeah, I've got a friend of mine that I served in the Marine Corps <laughs> with that is still working as a civilian in Iraq. And um, – we were kind of chatting short briefly the other day on Instagram, and he's like, he's like, man, I think I think things are popping off is what they're telling
0: us over well, here. I mean, we talked about it just before we got going, but 3,000 Illinois National Guard members were getting ready for deployment mm-hmm. out to the Middle East. Really? And yeah. I think more in Florida. Yeah.
2: What up, Innocent Joe?
0: Well, I knew the state troopers. He was sending state troopers over there.
1: I didn't know it was the state Guard's What's in really Minnesota.
2: interesting about this situation with Texas, to me, transcends the border. Because, like, the border for me – I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of how what the issue on the border is. I don't have a clue. Here's what I do know. I know that in the United States of America, the fight that we have been having since the inception of this country, that started with Alexander Hamilton versus Thomas Jefferson, and has transcended all the way into the Civil War and beyond. Is how much right does a singular state have to pass laws and do things to do what they feel is protecting their citizens? And how much can that be o- uh, overruled by the federal government? How much power does the federal government have versus how much power does the state have? Tenth, now,
0: The Tenth Amendment answers that question.
2: As a, Well, does it? What's the Tenth Amendment? Pull it up. No, pull nope. up the 10th Amendment. Does it really answer the question? That's, because that's we,
0: when it comes to states' rights. And everything that uh, Governor Abbott is doing in Texas is within his sovereign right as 100%. governor. A hundred
2: percent. Anything written by Thomas Jefferson is going to side on the side, the side of states' rights. And that's, most everything that we have in this country was written by Thomas Jefferson.
0: And, and that's a very healthy thing. And, like, no matter where you are, like, on the spectrum of, like, if you, if that. you like big federal government or if you are more state rights, small government, like, this this i can't
2: read this issue right here is well i can't read that you have to go to a different page you can't go to that page i can't read that
0: uh but but this is really like this is very interesting because like this is precedent for how we go forward as a nation right if that makes sense
2: i can't read the tv is too small i can't read it just hit your zoom it in just hit your
0: size uh, the powers are n- not delegated to you, the United States, the Constitution, nor prohibited it by to the states or reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. So, like, the the point of the Tenth Amendment is to take uh, – to to make sure that the power of the states and the power of you and I's uh, private citizens, that we maintain our rights. But what are our rights? Like – our rights are not given to us by the U.S. government or the Constitution, right. and this is something where people uh, will have a lot of argument: is where do rights come from? And I would say that rights come by
2: according God. to our Constitution and the in mm-hmm. our worldview as Americans, our rights come from by, God. They're endowed to us by the Creator. That's the that's the that is the the the. the if you want to look at what the American worldview is, in my opinion. It is that our rights are given to us by our creator. It's that the, the individual liberty supersedes everything else as long as you're not encroaching on another person or their property. And that uh, the most important thing is even if it's, it's sort of like we've talked about on here before where someone wants to show me, well, you know, things are actually better in this other place where they have fewer rights. I don't care individual Mm -hmm. liberty is the most important thing. If that means that you live more comfortably than me, because of that, that's fine with me.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, something interesting, uh, if you pay attention to, like, not what MSM mainstream media is saying about this issue, but the people who are coming up from...
2: (laughs) Phil, Phil, I answer the question, rights not explicitly defined in the Constitution belong to the individual states. And then he says, this delay sucks, I already answered, it's like playing Jeopardy with a delay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, like, with this, with the people who are coming up from the southern border through Mexico or even, like, the northern border, like, people are flying into Canada and coming down now. But the thing about these people, these are not what I would call asylum seekers. Because let's say that you're in Honduras and you're looking for asylum. From you're being politically persecuted in Honduras. The law for asylum seeking is the next country. I don't know the last time I've looked at a map, but I know that Honduras is not next to the United States. Like if you were an asylum seeker, it would be another country that neighbored Honduras. You
2: know, here's my issue with this, and this is and I know that, that my viewpoint takes out any ability for debate. Okay. And so I understand how... And this is the reason why I don't get on... I don't stay on these topics for long on this show. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because where did you get that information? And how do we know that that, that, that source that, is that's credible?
0: That's by UN.
2: Right. Who the fuck is... Like, I just... I don't believe anything. Like, I don't... It, until I see some shit for myself, I'm just at one of these people where I believe that 90% of well, I mean, any well, information that's being put out is propaganda. But,
0: I mean, like, doesn't that, like... The way I just stated it, wouldn't that make sense? If you're being politically persecuted in your own country and you needed to seek asylum, well, if it's it would per- be as simple as going to the If it's political country.
2: persecution, but if your neighboring country doesn't provide the same freedoms and opportunities that America does, it does make sense that you'd want to come to America. Now, personally, as a libertarian, I do believe in an easier path to citizenship. And I say this as someone who has dealt with immigration, (laughs) someone who's dealt with having to hire lawyers and having to go through the process of dealing with immigration. Mm -hmm. Um, It was uh, that that's that's I do think that that is necessary. You know, that being said, I don't know what the what the southern I don't know what's going on with the southern border. Because if you listen to two different news outlets, you hear two completely, completely different, different stories, stories yeah. depending on what propaganda you're listening to. And I don't know how much that southern border is being used to win the election coming up. Because you, you cannot sit here and tell me that you don't think that this is being used as a hot-button issue to rile everybody up in order to, to manufacture votes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, like, when it comes to the election, what
0: it's going to be used for is a thing that is on everybody's mind. And I don't care, like, what media you look at. And right now they're trying to lie to us straight to our face about the economy. Like, the economy is good. I mean, like, if 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 you're going to the grocery store and you're spending twice as much, I mean, that's totally normal. Everything is back fine. Gas prices are uh, way more than what we used to pay, but that's okay because, I mean, look, we have to support this Ukraine-Russia. That's what MSM is saying. But, I mean, like, anybody, you go to the laundromat, you talk to... Uh, people in that walks of life or where, where, wherever you line up, at the country club, like, everyone is talking about the economy. This border contributes to the negative effects on this U.S. economy right now, along with sending money to uh, all these foreign wars that we're trying to get more involved in.
1: Especially over in the Middle East. Seems like we're some being that one heavy soon.
2: And you know, our involvement over there has always ended so grandly. Yeah. It's always been so great.
1: Did you all see that that news anchor that was caught on the hot mic the other day? Uh, Joy Reid. Yeah, she was like about to get us in another fucking war.
0: Yep. Joy Reid. <laughs> like it was Biden seen that. Was, Let's pull that up. <laughs> it was it was uh it was, a, it, was a, it was a Joy Reid Reid R E I D. Yeah. Uh, this week. Joy Reid called on hot mic and like it was she was covering uh uh Biden's speech and he was Talking about God knows what, probably corn pop or like how children like rubbing his leg I, hair. They may have been covering the
1: gibberish he was speaking at the brewery.
0: Oh my god, dude. That was terrible. Embarrassing.
1: Come on the pressure. Yeah, Joy Reed, hot mic, and it should pull up probably the top
0: top thing. Read R E I D
2: <laughs> R E I D mo. R. E. I. D. Read. Not red. I'm just kidding. I can't even read what you're writing. <laughs> it is. It's a glasses. big difference
1: from that big TV we had. Yeah, in. we're going
2: to have to get a bigger TV in here.
0: That's it. Right no,
1: right the, second one, the second one. No, no, no. the second one. The second one. Yeah. No, well, well. there should be a clip. It's got to be here a short. There's
2: a Right short, there. Yeah. Hit it. Yeah,
1: she kind of caught on the hot mic. No. and <laughs> Man, it hit the internet fast. What's
2: up, Tristan? What's up?
1: He hit me up about a duck call the other day. I'm about to get back at you, Tristan. That was
2: economic development of knowledge. And so, Joe, we just chilling. He's a Marine. Yeah, we. uh, Is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law
1: today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. <laughs> uh, before we go, I just wanted How to apologize very have quickly. How many
2: we had under this administration? Uh, I was Pop chatting off. during a clip that was playing, um, and you know, we try to keep. That's hilarious. But that's it. Yeah, well, yeah. I want to hear the whole. I want to hear the whole thing. Was she apologizing about it? No, she she moved on like it didn't happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang.
0: What? And who's she with? That's MSNBC. Oh wow. It's uh, Rachel Maddow and, and Joy Reid is number two on that news channel. Yeah, so even they're getting fed up with it. Dude, it's like r- imagine you've been running coverage for this administration for almost three and a half years, and just lie for lie for lie. It's like okay, we can no longer lie anymore. Did you imagine how stressful <laughs> it is trying
1: to keep keep backing a, a, a party that you you're pulling for, but they keep pulling the rug out from under you like that, it probably does get frustrating. Yeah. It has to.
2: Yeah. I'll be honest that's how I feel about the entire American government. For sure. That's just how I feel about the entire American government. I, I feel like the thing about it is, is I truly, I truly believe in what this country was founded on.
0: I do, too.
2: I truly do. Like, I really honestly do believe that in, you know, you know, men are created equally, mm-hmm. that everybody has a right to freedom. That everybody has a right to an opportunity to to pursue happiness, to pursue wealth. I, I believe that that's a really important thing, and, and 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 you know, classically, that would be called a liberal back in the day. It's called classical classical liberalism. liberal, right? So, um, because at one time that was what a liberal was, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny how the the world changes with time.
0: And even thinking about our universities, what is it? What is it like for most? Jobs that you would go to that would be white collar, you were studying the liberal arts in college. Yeah. It's no longer a thing.
2: So, but I, and, and as much as I believe in those things, as much as I believe in um, the American ideals, the American government has just been sucking for all my <laughs> life and for at least 100 years before I was born. Yeah, they're not hitting on much. It, it just, they haven't done a whole lot that I've agreed with. They, they just haven't really been – and it's it's either party for me. And, and that's my – that's really where I get tired is because I just – I feel completely unrepresented in Washington. I feel completely unrepresented on a, on a state government level. I don't feel that there's – I'm at a point now where I don't feel there's anybody that agrees with me. I don't feel that there's anybody that believes that freedom – should be the most important value that we teach our children. It should be. I don't believe there's very many people that agree. Uh, At least I don't feel there's very many people in Washington. There's very many people in Jackson. I don't feel there's very many people that are really living that belief system in politics. And I'm at a point now where I don't trust the media. I don't trust anything that any media source says. I don't trust anything I see on Facebook. Well, I don't trust anything I see anywhere, and I don't trust anyone running for public office because I'm honestly at a point now that I'm just exhausted. It's just easier for me to check out and say, look, until I've got enough money that I have enough influence to know what's really going on or I can influence the the, the ending somehow, there's just no point me stressing myself out about it because it's a bunch of... Bureaucratic bullshit. It's a bunch of politicians whose job is to be the face of a party. Who uh, you can't tell me ninety percent of being a senator and a president is not campaigning for re-election. That's ninety percent of it. You, they don't do shit. There's not enough time for doing anything. All they do is go to parties and uh and and campaign for re-election. That they, they get four years in office, and the first four years they're in office as a president. All they're doing is making sure they get reelected in the second four years. Yep. I'm so sick and tired of dealing with these shitheads, these people in Washington who 100% don't have my best interest at heart, 100% don't agree with me on what it is to be an American. And I'm not talking about just Democrats. I'm talking about Republicans too, mm-hmm. because 99% of Republicans are the same thing the Democrats are with a red tie on. That's yep. the only difference. They're wearing a red tie, they're saying some different shit. I'm I'm sick of this shit. I just I just don't have a I, I just it's hard for me to well it's hard for me to give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just I'm just tired.
0: I think I think we are at a breaking point and I think with what Governor Abbott is doing in Texas with all these other red states and their governors like signing behind Texas I believe like this is a it, it sets precedent for going forward because going back to the Boston Tea Party and like the founding of this nation it was what a 3% tax that they were upset about and they were yeah. throwing tea in Without the Without representation Yes, and so, like, are, how, how long, like, since I've been paying taxes, I don't feel very well represented by my representatives. And so, like, I think, like, if they keep on with this, like, I don't I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what this escalation is because, like, when you have the federal government going against state rights like this, I mean, it could go, and what's the best way? Like, we have enough enemies foreign. Like, what's it look like if we're fighting within our amongst ourselves and then we have foreign adversaries
2: right mm-hmm. and what does it look like when the federal government starts militarizing against its own people
0: it's been doing that since january yeah. 6 bub
2: I, mm, I mean really militarizing i mean really well moving. it's been it's
0: been lawfare what
2: that's do you mean? when
1: it's going to be chaos then because i still have friends that are in the military and they're they're like us they don't agree with it right so
2: that's what's really yeah, going to make what's chaos. Gonna, That's what's going to be
1: full chaos, yeah.
2: you know. And and that's the that's the next question too. Is when when do you start taking accountability? Because all right, I've had a lot of friends in law enforcement over the years. A lot, a lot of friends in law enforcement, and I'll bring up things to them about. Like the war on drugs Mm -hmm. and taking people to jail over weed or Mm -hmm. taking people to jail over mushrooms and how that's kind of messed up. And they're like, look, I'm doing my job. I'm hired to enforce these rules, even if I don't agree with them. And it's like, "Okay, but at a certain point, you have to stop doing that shit. At a certain point, you have to stand up and say, hey, you know what? People's civil rights and people's right to do the things that they want to do or people's rights to, to, to freedom is more important than your job. And at what point do you draw that line? And I'll be honest with you. You're talking about morality. I don't. Well, at what point does your own morality supersede your occupation? And because there was a lot of people that probably disagreed with what Hitler did, but their job was to gas the Jews.
0: That's abstract evil. Like that's the banality of evil. Like if you were going into your job, unless like to your effect with drugs or if we talk about like these border. Uh, policemen, or however you want to describe those people who have, <laughs> who swore to our country <laughs> to, protect, me up in the to, chat. to protect our border mm-hmm. from the people who are illegally entering, like, if you see this happen day and day again, and you were hired to protect our border, and you are letting these people continue to pass and be flown all over the country, uh, in Chicago, New York City, California, all these sanctuary states and cities, like, you should go to prison, and because you are full on aware that your job is to protect our border, but federal government or whoever the above you is, is instructing you to let this happen, in, you should have quit your job. Because at that right, point – Right, but, but
2: what you got to understand is what people are doing, the guys who are on the border, protecting the border, they're there for a paycheck. Right. They're not there because – like, they're there to, to – like okay at the end of the day, the most important thing for me is to provide for my family mm-hmm. and that's family a, that's
0: subject evil
2: though and so uh right, so I mean really, you have a subjectivity of what the greater good is in all cases, this being one of them I mean subjectively or objectively, what is the greater good and most people would say, okay, for me
0: those children those children that you are going to work to provide Food on the table for? They're not going to have a country to left to grow up in.
2: Tristan, by the way, you think you think that you think that people in You think that the biggest chop You know, this is this is what where where me and you may differ a little bit because I think that the number one issue, the number one evil, the number one enemy to my children's future is nobody crossing that border. It's the people in Washington D.C. right now. I think it's the man sitting in the presidential office right now we agree i think I, I think, too, I yeah. think if, if we're but if we're gonna militarize okay, and we're gonna fight okay okay okay
0: we have record-setting people crossing the border illegally because yeah. because of whom well because of whom I, that, I don't know our our enemy is the same it's washington dc like yeah, these, but, these people are crossing the border with biden harris t-shirts on brother
2: yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm not seeing this. I mean, I'm seeing some videos. They also are probably wearing some San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl winner t-shirts.
0: I mean, somebody's got to, it didn't, they didn't win, so somebody's got to wear it.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, and that's what they do with it is they send it, <laughs> you know, so, so, like, I, I don't know. I just. I don't feel educated enough to have a border conversation because I don't feel that either of us, in my opinion, have enough information to have like a really strong opinion here because I believe that the majority of the information that we're getting is propaganda. Because I, 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 I think that the right is pushing their propaganda just like the left is. Sure. And both That's, of them are
1: pushing it hard.
2: They're pushing it really hard. So I'm really, I'm really at a point where I'm really, and I'm not going to argue it with you because I don't have any information to argue. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe anything anybody's saying. Because I'm getting two supposedly reputable news sources that are giving me conflicting. And, and when I when I do research, I get conflicting information constantly. That's a good thing, and so I don't know what to believe.
1: Especially with the growth of AI, too. That's really playing a huge Deep factor.
2: Fakes, into, yeah absolutely big time. right.
0: And so it's going to get to a point to where reality itself is so skewed to where, like, okay, like, what is the job of like
2: journalism? Me it, too, Tristan. It, By the it, way, I agree. abolish the ATF. Get rid of them completely, and
1: and the Internal Revenue Service,
2: uh, the IRS as well. But, Let's get rid of them. What was you talking about?
0: Lost sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, dude, like I'm not I'm not like I- for our audience and for, like for what we're trying to do, is like I'm not trying to come up with a solution, but I do want to bring it to people's attention if they have not thought about it and look into it for themselves, whether you go to a MSNBC or CNN or if you go to a Fox or if you do independent media, such as a podcast or maybe somebody that you trust on the left or right, I would hope that you would get information from both sides because the job of journalism used to be not to tell you what to think, of a particular situation or what's going on But it was to give you the information So that you could draw a conclusion for yourself Because they trusted you You're smart enough to come up with a conclusion for yourself
1: Yeah, but they're all feeding you False narratives, and, and perfect one is just Like that Joy Reid thing right there If she'd never been caught on a hot mic You'd have never known how she really feels like everybody else does right? Because she's getting paid to tell you I one just,
2: thing I'm at a point where I don't, I just And just to be honest with you I just I don't know what I don't know what to believe. Yep. I don't know what. Uh, like, right I'm trying there, to back right up and look at the whole narrative. It, and as much as even when I'm listening to podcasts and people that I know and like, some of them I know personally that are putting out social media content and podcast content, and it's just so obvious. I'll tell you the truth. There's a guy from here in Columbus from know. Caledonia who has a huge, and I have even mm-hmm. talked about trying to get him on the show, mm-hmm. huge Instagram following. Huge YouTube following, huge show. It is a hundred percent MAGA propaganda, and I'm not trying. And here's the thing: I, I don't hate Trump like other people hate Trump. But when all you're doing is pushing a particular person is over an ideal, yeah, yeah. and is he, back? he moved. Oh, he's been. Yeah, he, he moves. Not living here. He's from here. Yeah, he doesn't live here. And I'm not. And it's no, no disrespect to him because I truly believe he probably believes what he's saying, yeah. but I don't. You know, and I think it's probably one of the reasons he didn't do the show is because he probably watched some of our content and mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I'm not doing the show because uh, I don't agree with these guys. But, but he, he has a very specific slant on everything he but, pushes. But though,
0: and like, that's the kind of guy I want to talk to also because, like, like you, like, I, don't, I, to talk to him. I don't agree with everything, but like at the point to where if I start pushing back on you and you can't have a good argument, that lets me know. You're a sob
2: slash propagandist. Right. Yeah. I'm at a point where I think everybody is. I just because well, I, think, I think
0: we're trying to talk about things fairly.
2: I think we are. Yeah, we are. And 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 for me, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying that. Phil made a comment a second ago, uh, or John Liddell on, on there, but Phil made a comment and he said, you know, a lot of these people are are, are you know, uh, Middle Eastern and that are coming over and and that. I mean, that they're, also, well they're also they're also from
0: China. Mm-hmm. They, I mean they. All walks of life from all over the world, brother. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of people are frustrated when they see independent media just videoing the people coming across. These are street interviews. Where are you from? China. Where are you from? Middle East. Where are you yeah. from? Sub Saharan Africa. Where yeah. are you from? Venezuela. Like, and that was back to my, uh, if you're seeking uh, asylum from political pres- persecution, brother, what made you want to say, i got to hop on a plane, go to South Africa, go all the way up through Central America to the southern border to get into this country. That was a whole lot of steps. Instead of just going to Europe or something
2: like that, yeah. Well, Europe sucks. Why here? (laughs) It does. Europe sucks, man. (laughs) Europe sucks. You've been. Uh, I've never been, but I just know the worldview there is moving in a direction that's going to make it hard. Okay, so this is what I believe. this is what I truly, truly believe. I believe that the ability to jump from a have-not to a have in this country and the rest of the world is widening. I think that it's going to get harder and harder. And I think that the United States of America, there's still some other countries that it's absolutely possible. But the United States of America, for all of her faults, for everything that is wrong with her, if— you want to go from a have not to a have and put your nose to the grindstone and study and learn and learn skills and become a have and and build a life for yourself, I believe the United States of America is one of the absolute best places to do that. And let me tell you something, you're never going to jump from a have not to a have on government subsidies. If, yeah. if you're depending on socialism to be the answer for you, it will socialism is a system built to give you just enough so the halves can keep everything else. Right. That's all it is. All socialism is. I don't is a way to keep socialism the rich. to
0: be an economic system, though. I see it as a religion.
2: OK, well, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely an economic system. <laughs> it's religion. It's, it's OK. It might be. OK. Define religion. It's a subset of beliefs. OK, but a subset of beliefs is also an, a political ideal. Political ideals are also subsets of beliefs, but I mean. So what separates from a political ideal to a religious ideal?
0: Uh, people in lockstep marching toward a similar goal with that
2: dude, like. Socialism, like... And these episodes are so much more serious when Tyler's not here. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it fucking crazy how when Tyler's not here, we're just like, we're going to argue about politics for an hour and ten minutes, and then Tyler's here, and he's like, titty's ass. Uh, That's uh, why. <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> he won't like, let hey, guys, it go there. Hey, guys, guys, aliens are bullshit, and I like seeing big booty Latina bitches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Make your points. Make your point. But,
0: like, uh, this, uh Marxism, socialism, communism, whatever, all that...
2: That's religion. Okay, so define religion versus political ideals. What, okay. what is the separate, separating factor? Because I believe that they're really the same thing.
0: You think, like, okay, let's, uh, capitalism, right? All right. What's the opposite of capitalism? What is it against?
2: Well, it depends on the way you're looking at it. So capitalism is the idea that, you know, the free market can can regulate itself. Which is something that
0: I believe, and I, I think you could eliminate a whole lot of government if you would just let the free market decide, which would be a libertarian idea. Well, well, one
2: of the So one of the issues we've run into with, with, with extreme versions of capitalism, and this is something that's been really hard for me to accept, this has been tough for me, is that there is no perfect system. And capitalism is also imperfect. And one of the things you run into with extreme versions of capitalism is you have big... Cor- and, I, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because right. I am a capitalist. I'm a libertarian capitalist. Um, but one of the downsides of capitalism is what happens when these big corporations start putting out the propaganda, which we're seeing now. Because now you have big I, but corporations. Have you the seen Pfizer? Big cor- exactly. <laughs> Pfizer is a is a very good example of capitalism gone awry, where mm-hmm. you've built so much wealth and so much influence that now you can tell me the same thing has been going on forever. Uh, just a few years ago, that you need to eat lots and lots and lots of bread because the most healthy thing for you is bread. Because I own the bread company, and if I can put bread at the bottom of the food pyramid, I can make shit tons of money. Yeah. That's a problem of capitalism. Now part- I and am they a capitalist. With a
1: diabetic medicine company. So yeah. I believe
2: the, the I believe that what the government's job is is to have. I don't know, I, you know, I just, I don't know that there's a good, because when the government steps in and you say, okay, well, the government's job is to decide to make sure that what everybody says is factually accurate, well, then the government is also corruptible by the money that Pfizer and these big food corporations have, and that's what we, we're living under. We're living under this world where huge corporations and government have merged at the top, it's all the same bullshit, and you can't believe anything. I know. You can't believe anything. Um. Uh, let's 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 really read Phil's comments here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil says it's weird. It took 43 minutes for us <laughs> to Might be the problem. The problem, if the goal is this conversation, <laughs> Phil. Uh, uh, and then he also says it's the easy difference is that religion is virtually impossible to change where political views can be changed. Depending on the person He said y'all should Y'all should have been paid More (laughs) attention in history Well Well, So let me Let me explain to you When I say the difference Between uh, religion And Politics uh,
0: Phil if you ain't got nothing going on Like Get on down here Can you be here in 45 minutes For the second episode Get on down here for the next episode
2: So Let me Let me explain to you The reason I bring this up And this is something That when I smoke weed I think about all the time What was the purpose When when you do what now When I When I I (laughs) eat Bacon Uh so I think about this a lot though. All right, so essentially when you look at the framework of, of early religion, early religion, the true purpose behind it, if we're going to take our ego out of it, the true purpose behind religion was to push humanity forward, to get us to quit killing each other, to quit, get us to quit stealing from each other, to get us to commit. To, if not one woman, many women, but not just sleeping with whoever, so we don't know who the daddy is. So people, men can take care of their children and do what's right by their families. A
0: moral framework. It's a
2: moral framework to, but for what end?
0: To approach the world.
2: To, but to what end? The end is to push humanity forward so that we can progress. And also the and political framework does a similar thing. But like, and then where that framework ends, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, interrupt no. you, but let me finish my thought. I've
0: been interrupting you, dog.
2: So, so where that ends is, is where you believe that progress should stop. And where progress stops is when you become a conservative versus a liberal. So what a liberal is, because classical liberalism was giving everyone an opportunity, because historically that has not been the case. Historically, everyone has not gotten an opportunity. Historically, you had the haves and you have the have-nots. Uh, uh whereas uh, Tyler, it's his. Uh, Innocent Joe, it is his daughter's birthday weekend. He's not gonna be here today. Phil, I want you here. And Phil, Phil I'm. I, I knew this was oh, talking okay, I, right. I just wanted to, to. Yeah. Okay. If you want to come for the second episode, brother, you're more than welcome because I think this would be a good conversation. Even though because I was because claws, I'm drunk. Because I want to
0: move into like like. Uh, Postmodernism, and then, like, with the socialism idea, and then it's the... uh, Yeah,
2: this is why our podcast can't get traction, because we cannot... Dial in exactly. Some days we're a comedy podcast, and some days we're a political com- co- podcast, and some days we're a religion podcast. Hey. We have no idea what we're doing. I think you we know, know exactly. If we niche down and just do one, we'd probably take off.
1: They don't think it'd be like it so. Either. Anyway, That's the, it the
2: purpose of politics was to pick up where religion left off, in my opinion, to push humanity forward where religion left off. Like okay. Clearly, people are taking advantage of this religious system for their own personal gain. So there needs to be something that reigns this in. You saw it with the Roman Empire becoming a church, because that's what it did. The Roman Catholic Church is the continuation of the Roman Empire. And then we saw political uh, powers at war with the Roman Empire. And then we had the American system, which kind of separated away from it. Let's give everybody an opportunity. Let's have everybody have their own beliefs. And let's set a hard line of what's okay and what's not okay, Uh yeah, bro. Two white claws. I swear to God, dude. I haven't eaten much today, but uh two white claws. I swear so to does God. Does that make
1: I'm, does that make the Vatican a government or does the, it the Vatican
2: is the continuation of the Roman Empire? Where's all the, Where's all the money that was in the Roman Empire? Right,
1: but so that's like a small government. That small government. Or well, religion what type that's when you, you get into that's when, treasure.
2: That's when you get into yeah, the. That's when you get into the question of what is the difference between government and religion. Truly, what is it? Because it's a subset that's of what rules. I'm saying, but
1: in that case, in the Vatican is. Both,
2: in a way. Well, it it was a government that turned into a religion, but, and it's a subset of rules, or it's a rule and a, and a and a worldview that has that is pushed upon the people for a particular goal. And that's if we're really going to be honest with ourselves, if we study history, that was the purpose of religion, and that was the purpose of politics. And I'm going to take my own religious views out of it because I am a Christian, and I believe that. You know, I I believe in the Christian worldview and I have my own, you know, my own religious beliefs that are a little different. I but
0: believe it's impossible to for religion not to be political. Jesus Christ was a political figure. Uh,
2: so let's expand on that if we're going to just completely talk about it. I mean, look, it. At every,
0: look at how he railed against the system.
2: Well, he railed against the religious system. He tried to stay out of political. It,
0: but it was political. So explain. What did he say about of uh, Rendered, rendering the Caesar.
2: He said, "Render under Caesar." What is Caesar? And Caesar and render Caesar's unto God. What is God? To me, that was a side step of the question. But go ahead and tell me. That's your I
0: mean, that's not. But like also, like look what he did to uh, the church. He was flipping tables when he found out what they were doing out in the outer gates. Right, yeah. they were selling wares. Right, that.
2: but that that was because it was at the temple.
0: And also, uh, when it went to Pontius Pilate for his execution, like Pontius was going to say he was innocent. Right, that
2: but, was, but Jesus didn't speak.
0: Exactly. The Jewish people did. Right. I mean, it was ultimately political that got him killed.
2: Um, expound. Yeah. So expound. Okay, so so you had a religious subset. Mm-hmm. that which was, You had
0: your Pharisees and Sadducees.
2: Right, that wanted Jesus dead. Mm-hmm. You had the Roman government who didn't really want to interfere and okay. kind of let them do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But they were such an uproar at that time. I mean, like, we were, what? They were putting the palms down. It was Palm Sunday. Right. A week before. Right. Yeah. And so, like, we're at the height of this Jewish religious holiday, and then the king of kings is coming into town, Donkey, and Pontius Pilate was washing his hands of this, left it up to the Jews, and they said, kill the man. I mean, I, like, a lot of the things, like, in, so how, explain in, to me in, exactly in his teachings, like, man, you i don't think like religion politics like all these things they're all intertwined and you you cannot separate these things
2: to a certain extent i do agree with you however as a person who believes in the original framework of america i believe that keeping them separate is important they
0: were never separate though
2: they were they were because i believe that you should have the right to practice your beliefs in however you want until they step over the line and you are now pushing them on me pushing them on my children and and forcing me to act a certain way and so as long as your religious framework is personal to you then i don't believe that you're stepping over that line and that is the, that is one of the the but, key foundation but, but pieces but where of this does government.
0: A right come from though
2: from 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 the creator or just from a human right but I believe that you have the right to differentiate that.
0: Like even at the framing of our political system, it was religious. Okay. With saying where a right came from.
2: I, I can agree with that, but that right to choose between, let's say, if you are looking at it from a Christian worldview, because it's really important to, in my opinion, to separate. Dude, we could
0: we could just be we could just be a theist. We don't it just don't have to be Christian. We could just have a belief in a god.
2: Okay. So. I believe that you have the right to not believe in a God. Okay. I believe that that is 100% right. And I believe that if you want to train, raise your children to not believe in a God, then I believe that that is 100%... Do you 100% think that's possible? To train your children to not believe in God?
0: To not believe in anything like that. Of the, Like, I think, like...
2: Dude, like, <laughs>
0: ben Harsey, somebody said <laughs> national treasure. Yeah, I did say national treasure, but dude, like, I mean, think about it. Like, even like, <laughs> it's a funny. I don't know why
2: that tickled me, Ben, but that tickled me. That got me going because he says it every episode. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a,
0: it, it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a meme at this point. But uh, like, we're 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 moving heavily, like, to your point, more toward AI in this technology age, right? Okay, that lends itself to more robotics and to, like, your AI is a lot different than mine. If you communicate, ask your AI questions, it knows what you like, and my AI knows what I like. And so eventually, like, when we get back to sun worship with these pyramid building to sacrificing people for rain or whatever else, like, with this big human cycle that we seem to go against, like, wouldn't, like, with this great push of technology, wouldn't that... Lead us more to, like, a solar flare that would take technology back out because that will be the only thing that will be oh, able to save
2: you. What are you talking about? Uh, maybe maybe my two white claws is too much for me. Let's back up here. Let's back up <laughs> okay. here. Okay. Let's back up here because it seems it – I'm going to tell you from the outside looking in, it seems like we're getting derailed. We are. From the point. Okay? We are. So so let's bring it back to the point. Okay. Let's bring it back to the original conversation of religion versus government and how that they're different. Okay. And, and Phil made a really good point because ideally a political view can change and a religious view can't. It's an ingrained system versus a, versus a fluid system. That was honestly a really good point. Um,
0: I don't know if I agree completely.
2: Okay. So how do you disagree? I think and, and historically. I think, I think
0: that your religion will always inform your politics.
2: Okay. So let's say we're in a system and, and I. Okay. I'm following you. I'm following because in a system in which because that is how I, that isn't a god
0: because religion is the basis of and, which I morality, approach the world. Okay, and, and my mor- moral belief. morality
2: becomes subjective. Now the the pushing forward of the human race becomes the primary goal, mm-hmm. and now that becomes subjective. Okay, as an American, I believe that absolute freedom, as my political view, I have my Christian worldview from my religious standpoint, and I'm sort of an American. Uh, traditionalists like Thomas Jefferson, freedom above all else is, uh, is, is the most important thing. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of seeing what you're saying.
0: And so, and like to take this to recent memory, like going back to capitalism just for a second with Pfizer is when my, uh, the company that I work for tried to mandate me having to get a shot for a sickness that was not going to be lethal to me. And I said, no, I had to pay a fine for
2: Mm -hmm. over and over, that's a huge overstep on my rights. Yeah, but that's a capitalist overstep on your right, that in a capitalist system is okay, because they are a privately held institution, and if that's the standard in which they want to hold their employees to, that is their right in a capitalist government.
0: Now, but it's also religious because of, like, the political system at charge that mandated that their religion at that time was science.
2: Phil says maybe another time I won't be done cooking in time smoked uh, uh uh smoked beer can chickens beer oh that. he was
1: talking about that last night damn that sounds delicious actually
2: yeah um anyway. so damn that's a that is a so can good you finish delight. your finish your point i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but like yeah so like
0: uh christian like i i use the bible the morals all right,
2: all right so, so let me ask you this let's let's back up a little bit let's say that we're going to take our entire worldview And we're going to attack it from a Christian worldview. All right. And let's say that the most important thing on the planet is everyone's eternal soul over everything else. Mm -hmm. So therefore, the people who walked into the Native Americans, who walked into the pagans of Europe, walked into uh, Great Britain before it was Great Britain and said, hey, look, Mm -hmm. we're going to force you to convert at the tip of a sword. They were right. Right. Because forcing you to convert, even if it's not legitimate, your children will be legitimate. And those souls are going to go to heaven versus they aren't. Do you agree with that, with that tactic? Because it worked. Forcing thousands and if not millions of people to convert at the tip of a sword did work for the Christian church. And it did push Christianity throughout the world.
0: Politically, yes, I agree with that.
2: Right, but it also pushed it forward religiously because you had a lot you can't, more Christians. You, can, you can't
0: force someone what to believe.
2: Right, but you can their children. You can influence what they're taught. And you can influence what's taught in schools. And that's
0: how you that's how you get like that's how you develop a nation. That's how you get a country. Right. And, so, and I would say like with this idea that we have like when we think about New York City, or what it says at the Statue of Liberty, like "Give me your poor, give me your hungry." Uh, that is when the idea doesn't work because like what makes a country work is the fact that it has borders and it has a culture and it has the people within those borders within that country collectively for the most part believe the same things. Okay,
2: so so what you're saying is Is that the most important thing for a country is for everybody to believe the same thing and in, in a way I don't I don't disagree with that however you have to back that up to an argument of absolute good versus absolute evil. So the question that I'm going to pose to you again is when the Roman Catholic Church forced millions of people to convert at the point of a sword, if we study history and the absolute goal of Christianity is conversions, making sure people go to heaven, their, their everlasting life is more important than their life on earth. Their everlasting life is more important than their freedoms on earth. And that what the church says is more important than their own freedoms. If that is the case, then all the atrocities by the Roman Catholic Church are excusable because it led us to where we are now, where Christianity is the dominant religion of the world. It's not so anymore. End, okay, where we were 100 years ago. So the ends in that case do justify the means. Is that what you, Would you agree with that statement? No. Okay. So explain to me where that split happens. If religion— is the the dominant factor in what makes a political system work or makes a political system not work if that is the framework how does the end not justify the means if religion is what pushes politics then the ends must justify the means because everlasting life in heaven is more important than how you feel on earth and if i can if i can push a million souls to heaven that's
0: it like the it's it's not it's not heaven that you're thinking about it's, it's not that – that might be the thing that people say is, like, we want to save souls. But I think if deep down, if they were, like – if you could see their heart and what they actually wanted, it was a moral framework. Okay, so it was a moral like framework we, that, if, that, that like, they exploited, let, but it did – Let's take this. Let's get go, the, the – the, Puritans okay. coming to America and Native Americans. Which came
2: here for what? Why did the Puritans come here?
0: They wanted freedom of religion. Freedom
2: of religion because the framework of the country they were in mm-hmm. didn't support that, that religion. Yeah. And so they, they wanted to worship freely. They, they wanted to worship freely.
0: And then they, we have the idea of Thanksgiving, right, where the Native Americans and the pilgrims, Puritans, they came together and had this feast, right? And so that is two different belief systems coming together to give thanks that live on the same land. They found commonality. Like, with a Christian framework, it, like, yeah, like, you and I as a Christian, like, we don't want anybody that we personally know to go to hell. Nobody, I don't think, like, you would wish that on your worst enemy, like, really but uh it is not to go to heaven it is i want to be able to interact with you and you and mo or anyone that i interact with with the same i want you to have the same precepts uh don't steal. Do not uh, commit adultery. Like I want you to work under those same frameworks that I work under. That way, that I can trust you, and we can have a working society. But those
2: frameworks can be both religious and political, because two of the things out of the three that you named are both wrong religiously and wrong politically. So, so, so we still have to, and and that's the point that I'm making, that you have a, you have a, you have a, you have this um, intersection of what is religion versus what is what is government. Mm-hmm. And both seem to be centered around pushing society forward. Phil makes a good point, it says religion is better defined as desire to understand and explain the universe versus pushing mankind forward. Um, with, with that being said though, pushing man, so if you, if you, let's say we take that framework, let's say we take the political framework of pushing mankind forward, let's define forward. What is forward? Well that then, if we're looking at political systems, is, the political system is what's going to push mankind forward. Let's define forward. Now, to me, what pushes mankind forward is a more capitalist society that is a little bit separated from religion. Well,
0: I mean, that would, and what is forward? Like, are we talking about the Jetsons? Or are we talking about uh, Mad Max: Fury Road? That is.
2: That's a good question. What is forward? Because to a lot of people that are pushing trans rights and trans rights being taught in schools, which I would argue and, is
0: more of a transhumanist side, and, and trans
2: and trans people teaching in schools and reading to your children, to them that is forward. Because what is forward to them is an acceptance of everybody and everybody being able to live together in harmony, no matter what their belief system is. Um, and, and, and again, that's a that's a that's a that's a hot button issue. What, what is that? What is forward? What is better? Because to me, forward stops the moment my rights become trampled on the moment that pushing us in any direction means that my rights are trampled on that's no longer forward Mm -hmm. if if we can have flying cars and colonies in space but i don't have all the rights that i believe are deemed to me by my creator that's not forward but that is a political view can we can we can we can we Mm -hmm. come to that same so we have to have a separate viewpoint of what is religion versus what is, what is government in that case. And that's the point that I think, I think that Phil was making yeah. was, okay, the moment that what I believe begins to step over what my civil rights are, what my, like my ability to have a plant in my pocket, my ability, okay, so maybe God says you shouldn't be a drunkard, does that mean we should pass laws against drinking? I don't think so. We already have a syntax, and I agree. I disagree completely. We all also have already lived through prohibition. We also are already have drug laws. We also have prostitution laws. Those are those are religious laws that have been pushed into our government by a lack of separation of church and state. That I disagree with. What's a safeguard, though? A safeguard in what way? To keep me moral. Has it happened? So, so the government's job now is to keep me moral. Is that the government's job?
0: That's what I'm saying. If you if you think that politics comes from culture and religion then yeah because governance you you are trying to make rules and set aside policy that keeps the populace within a, f- a framework
2: right but the laws already do that do We it? already have we already have laws that are set in place to keep us in a framework that's yeah, what laws are
0: but it, it appears to me that like there are two different frameworks being played out in this country right now
2: there's more than two
0: and, and they are constantly fighting over which is going to prevail.
2: Um, uh, B.S. Is religion is a belief and worship of a higher power. Political belief is a belief of how people should live and be governed in society. And I agree with that. But at the end of the day, so this is the way that I see it. So let me back up and tell you the way that I see it. I believe religion is personal. Mm-hmm. I believe that religion is the way that I believe that I should live my life government is the way i believe that everybody should live their life
0: okay? yeah but i don't think your religion will ever be personal though because it's gonna, I believe that it's, mine is it's gonna control who you marry and it's gonna control how your children are raised that's personal mm-hmm. that's personal
2: okay how, how i raise my family is i would personal. say that it's interpersonal too though uh, okay so that, that still is defined by my freedom of choice which is granted to me by the government my freedom of choice, okay. which is granted to I me. I follow you. So if I'm a Muslim, I have the right to marry a Muslim woman and raise Muslim children. You're if going, I'm a Christian, you're going to. I have a right to marry yeah. Christian, oh Christian woman, and raise Christian children. If I'm transgender, I have a right to marry whoever the fuck they you're, marry. You're not gonna have to raise raise my whoever. You know what I mean? And and it, it does get murky at that point. So you have an intersection here that you have to draw hard lines in. You can't pull your sword out or your gun out in 2024 and force me to convert to your religion, even if in your worldview you believe that is what's best. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Can we all agree on that on that framework of society, Wes? Can yeah. we? You you are the only person disabled that actually fought for people's, you know, theoretically fall, fall for our freedoms to do this. So so, what's yep. your opinion on this?
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, I align more with you. Like, a lot of this stuff goes over my head. That's why I've been letting y'all talk. But I I, um, I do align more with you. Like, All I, this stuff goes over my head.
2: Yeah, I'm just too. talking. That's what a podcast is. Oh, yeah. We I, just talk.
1: I was just li- listening, you know. But yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, um, my personal freedoms, um, I feel they're most important. And like I I think I've said it on here before. I have fought for this country, but Your personal freedoms are you and mine's mine. So I didn't get, I don't care about what Colin Kaepernick did. I don't care about all that stuff because I fought for him to do what he wants to do. Right. I agree with that. um, And a lot of stuff you've been saying today, I I pretty much align with you on all of it. And we've said this before, I have the same views. Um, But. I don't know.
2: It's a touchy subject, It man. really is. It's a touchy um, subject because when you And it have can get
1: deep and when these conversations get deep, like this, I, I wish I wouldn't start drinking because I want to be more in touch, but we already drinking, started that's drinking <laughs> So me up. Saying, so when y'all start talking back and forth, it's like a tennis court, I'm like, God dang, where are we at now? But um but no, I, I, I do align with a lot of stuff you say. I feel I feel the same way, and we've talked about that before. Um, but I, I feel like freedom's up there, that's my top thing. So, to
2: me, freedom, free as, as from politically, freedom trumps religion. On a so, if I'm voting, I'm going to vote for the person that is going to push individual liberty over government interference. For sure, is going to push push individual liberty over um, religious uh, persecution or religious mm-hmm. mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna push individual liberty over anything else. Now, there's a lot of places in, in government that that abortion would be probably the most <clears throat> hot button issue in that, um, for me. Because now you have to discuss, okay, what's more important, that baby, what is a baby, and then when does it have a right to live mm-hmm. versus when does the mother have a right to her pursuit of happiness and freedom? Um, that's where it gets a little murky, and I try to stay out that topic. Yeah, that's a,
1: that's a tough because topic. Because that's,
2: that's a murky topic. Um, you know, I, and I'm not even going to get off. I don't even get off on that one today. Um, but Yeah, because it doesn't matter
1: what side of the fence you are on that topic, that's touchy for everybody. So
2: for me, okay, for me, I stood heavenly against Republicans during the Bush era when he was pushing, like, red flag laws. Um, he was pushing, like, like... When you look at, and some of the things that the Republican Party are still very pro, things like no-fly lists, mm-hmm. not allowing people to, to live their life because, and, and here's the thing, I understand that that can create a more dangerous world. And that's, a, that's an important thing to, to talk about because in, in a world where absolute freedom becomes the norm or becomes the, the most important thing, that's going, that could theoretically create a less safe world for everybody else.
1: And that's a chance I'm willing to take me too. Yeah.
2: Because if you have a, if you have a, a, a crazy religious view and, and Alan, I think we may, we may butt heads on this one a little bit and I'm, I'm here to hear your point of view on it. If you have a crazy religious view that you believe that I'm an infidel and need to be killed until you act on that view. I don't know that you can really be persecuted in any way. You know, that's yeah. where it, it becomes murky to me. Like Where, where does that happen? When, when, does a, when does a worldview or a religious view become dangerous? Because the more we push for any religious group or worldview to become dangerous, the more we open ourselves up in 10 years. Who's to say that evangelical Christians aren't put in that category? Now, we can't fly. We can't buy guns. We can't buy gasoline. That's what we're opening up that's what that's the world that we're pushing and well, Republicans you, have been on the forefront of that push for the majority of my life
1: and most most Christians believe that's coming because towards right. the, towards the end majority going to think there's gonna be severe persecution and all that so that's probably coming if you yes, written but is, like. but
2: are we the ones who are actually setting that up are we the ones who in the process of this have normalized religious persecution have, are we the ones who have given the government the power for that overstep because someone was doing something we didn't like so having hardline political views well, that uh, prioritize freedom over what i believe religiously i think is important
0: and i also believe like a show like this or many other shows even when it comes to music when it comes to comedy any art form, or are any we keeping
2: anybody on the chat? Are we keeping it? Is anybody actually still watching? Do we run everybody off? Can we check? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. What we got, uh, what we got? No, not really. Most everybody's <laughs> gone. Uh, Thanks for hanging out, Ben Hardy. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you want to go ahead and just sign off, and either. Wednesday episodes is going to be so, on the so, Patreon. So,
2: yeah, from now on, guys, all of our Wednesday episodes will be coming out on Patreon. So if you want to stick around for the rest of this conversation, uh, that will be on our Patreon account on the Man Up podcast on Patreon. Uh, go check it out. We, we we will continue the conversation there. Ben Hardy, thanks so much for, for hanging out with us, brother. Uh, also, a big shout-out to Phil. Big shout-out to BS. Big shout-out to Innocent Joe. Big shout-out to Tristan. Thank you guys for being on this episode. Go check out our social uh, media accounts. Uh, under uh, the Mississippi Superman. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.